Welcome back to Balls and Corruption, everybody. Eliezer House's World Cup recap and prediction show. The group stage is over. All three matches have been played. And, oh my, were we treated to intensity, entertainment, everything that you can think of. Uh, the group stages lived up to it. Uh, absolutely fantastic. We're going to talk all about it here with me to talk about it. Mr. David Arona. Hey, it's what the World Cup is all about. And Mr. Bobby Lepe. Hey, guys. Welcome back. Exciting time. And I will be your host, Louis Barone. So, guys, uh, World Cup. Well, it's not just almost World over, Cup. but it kind of feels almost over, right? I mean. Uh, half the teams are gone. Yeah, half the teams but, are and, gone. And, and, speaking, and speaking of the teams that are gone, Qatar's gone. Qatar's gone. So, hold on. There we go. You held you held on to the joke as long as you could have, huh? It hey, works. It works. Hey, I mean, it, and it's it it's, and it's weird because this it's it's weird that no alcohol was allowed in the stadiums because this World Cup was drunk. <laughs> All right, so just really, really odd. Something you know, really crazy going on. Uh, disagree. But, disagree. I think that this World Cup has gone exactly as it was meant to go every every world cup since i remember has upset the, the, but yeah. never as much i I, I just don't remember as much as this one there's always the the i thought like the last one the russia one we were kind of losing our minds yeah as well those those some some big upsets and i know that 2000 everybody calls 2002 a fluky world cup because of some of the teams that went as far as they did but i think that the people that were calling the the fluky world cups were were the people that just don't like uh, seeing people that are outside of the norm. Um, I mean, I, I guess it, it just when you see things like that happen, you don't, you usually don't see that many teams going as far as they did in 2002. You know, uh, Turkey made it to the third place game and they haven't been back to the world cup since, right? South Korea made it to the third place game. Haven't made it out of the group since. So there is, like some flukiness as far as teams getting, you know, further into the tournament rather than getting out of the groups. Cause that usually does happen. There usually is one sort of surprise and there is usually some sort of upset. We've seen it throughout the years where like, Whoa, that wasn't supposed to happen. Um, but I think there's maybe only like two teams that made it out of the groups that were kind of like, Whoa, kind of didn't see that coming, but they should be eliminated in the next round. In which case, Everything kind of go, you know, bounces is out before you ever get to the quarterfinals, which wasn't the case in 2002. So um, I still feel that that World Cup is a little fluky, but 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 still, it's still entertaining and it's still obviously uh, fun to you know, fun to watch, fun to witness, and you know, uh, and if you're not on the losing end of said upset, it's a hell of a lot of fun. So um, let's get into what we saw in the past. What is it? Week and a half now, almost two weeks. Uh, so let's start with Group A. Winners of Group A, the Netherlands, and the runner-up, Senegal. One of the two teams that will be going into the round of 16, Ecuador and Qatar uh, eliminated. Uh, as far as the predictions, I believe we all got this, right? We all said Netherlands-Senegal to go out? Yeah. I, I, so, looking, back, yeah. looking back at it, this might have been the most boring group of... Of all of them, 
Yeah, because uh, th- th- there were certain games. Obviously, I, I like the Netherlands and Senegal game. Um, it picked up a little bit more in the second half, but you can tell it was very competitive compared to the first two games that you were watching. And then uh, Ecuador obviously made it interesting. Uh, but overall, there was really no drama because you knew that Qatar was not going to do anything. You figured that Netherlands was going to go on. And the ultimate battle would have been between Senegal and Ecuador to see who would get second place. And that's exactly what happened. So this was probably the most predictable of the groups, which makes it boring, I suppose. I guess it's the most predictable. Yeah. For me, the most boring... Mm, I don't know. Maybe... I don't know. I, I still I, think... Group a, a Group H for me was kind of boring. Mm, I, no, I wouldn't. No, Wait, no, 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 no. I'm saying Group G, G, G. Sorry, Brazil's Brazil's group. That's uh, what I mean. Yeah, up until maybe Group G was yeah, kind of boring. To uh, me. Up until maybe the last, you know, the last game. Uh, I would say yes. I also didn't yeah. like uh, from the from the moment I uh, from the moment from the beginning. I said Group D, which is France's group, seems very dull to me. I thought that was very dull at the end. Um, I really uh, have no Group B uh, outside of the U.S. game. I felt like Group B was pretty tame as well. Yeah. So, all right. So we know that it's it's predictable. It was very very predictable. Nothing really uh, much to say here. Uh, I only w- will say my piece. Obviously, um, Ecuador just kind of blew it against the Netherlands. A game that they dominated. A game that they should have won. They didn't finish their chances, and it ended up costing them. Along with you know, you played really good game. Uh, against the Netherlands, obviously you could play any game you want against Qatar and you were going to win. Um, and then you decided to change the game plan because it looked like they were playing for a draw. And when you're doing that, well, guess what? You're, you're probably going to be on the losing end, and that's exactly what happened. Uh, Senegal seemed to be more on the front foot. But um, Ecuador has a very young team. It's a good team. I expect them to be back um, in uh, four years. Um, and, you know... Make some uh, make some more noise. Uh, feel bad that they didn't advance, but you know I, I think, like I said, I, I had Netherlands and Senegal pinned to go to the next round, and they are both well deserved. I also will say that Netherlands is has has been underwhelming. I didn't think they was going they were going to be as dominant. I'm sorry, I thought they would be more dominant than what they actually showed, and um, you know it, it's it, it seems like. They are, I don't want to say a weak team, but they're definitely, there's cracks in there. There's definitely holes in that team that can be exploited uh, by somebody else. So um, we'll talk about that later on. Any other comments that we have uh, in Group A? I don't think so, no. Other Other than the Netherlands looking like a beatable team. Uh, when we get to the U.S. Netherlands yeah. matchup, that's, yeah. yep. okay. that's us talking yeah. when we we'll get, get there. Prediction. All right, and then uh, yeah, so we can move on. As a uh, final thing for me, uh, Cutter again, uh, the worst host ever. Um, they end up officially and just barely. I'm going to come back to this. Just barely, they will finish as the 32nd place team. Uh, the first one to lose, uh, first host to lose all their groups, uh, second host to not make it out of the groups. Um, yeah. Uh, it, Exactly the way it was supposed to, to go. All right, we're going to skip over g- Group B because uh, that's the United States group, and it's probably the group that we are going to be talking about the most. So we're going to save that uh, 
for last and ended uh ended there. So we'll go ahead and jump into group C, which I'm sure we will talk about uh quite a bit as well. Argentina group winner, no surprise there, although the, the road to, to how they got there was a, a little off. And Poland, the runner-up. So those are the two that will move on to the round of 16. The two that were eliminated, Mexico and Saudi Arabia. This is uh, Mexico's first time not getting out of the group since 1978. Uh, so I have not, never seen this in my lifetime. And um, a little bit, I mean, it's a little surprising, but not really. Guys, comments and thoughts about Group C. Uh, well, Group C was pretty fun um, here and there. I mean, it was fun to see Argentina kind of flop at the first game and then everybody freak out. Um, have Saudi Arabia have it, you know, enjoy that that one game that 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 really meant a lot to them. All you know, all of them got the Rolls Royce game. That. Uh huh. Yeah, the Rolls Royce game. Um, Poland, you know, like Poland. I think we all kind of sp- spoke kind of the same thing about them. We really didn't see them really put too much. Uh, they they weren't really too impressive until kind of like the last game. They were kind of getting their goals in and. And uh, we'll see how that goes moving on. The Mexico versus Saudi Arabia, yeah, it's 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 a it's a little surprising that Mexico Mexico is out again. Like Lewis said, it's also kind of not because it's it, they they weren't really that much of an impressive team. Um, the I think the most exciting thing was the second half during Saudi Arabia, but it's only because they had an insane amount of chances that they just couldn't convert for 45 minutes. And it was just like, whoa, whoa, whoa. It's pretty much it. Cause Saudi Arabia wasn't really bringing anything to them. Um, and then, you know, of course just the ranking and seeing, you know, if they were going to qualify or not. Uh, but I mean, Argentina pulled it out. I mean, kind of not so spectacular for me. I mean, you know, like I, I, I was happy that Messi got his goal. But it was kind of like a, a slow roller for me. So it wasn't like an incredible showstopper either. But that's not what they needed right now. They just needed to get into the next stage and hopefully we'll see something more. It's it's funny looking at that group, um, Poland, which was probably the most or the least interesting team in that whole group, went kind of slow and steady and, and got out, right? Um, Mexico... Although we uh, people who follow the Mexican national team closely kind of knew that they were set up for this kind of disastrous run uh, where they almost got out of the whole World Cup without scoring a goal. Um, Tata really uh, everybody always says that, you know, whenever whenever they crash out of a World Cup or they lose or whatever, they always blame the coach. And I think in this case, they're right in that Tata did not set them up for success. Uh, with his selections, with the way they decided to play, uh, with his starting 11. Um, And so watching them kind of gut out as much as they could and then watching the the seesaw of the different scenarios, which I think came down to fair play at one point, until Saudi Arabia 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 scored that goal. Yes. uh, It was... It was bonkers. Go, go it, that, that whole thing was was bonkers. I mean, like highly entertaining. Yeah, and I was but, about to. I was about to ask you guys that uh, the, the the final match day, uh, as everybody knows, uh, features uh, 
all four teams playing simultaneously, which make it uh, for extraordinary entertainment, uh, especially, uh, well, if you're a neutral, because if you're not a neutral and you have a dog in one of those fights, you are stressing uh, beyond anything. And I have to imagine that if you were Polish or Mexican, you were absolutely having a heart attack uh, in those 90 minutes, um, or at least the final 45. So I was going to ask, you know, as you were watching what was happening, and this is the day after the United States had uh, had qualified, so we already had gone through our, you know, stress job. Um, I said, you know, as stressed as we were, Mexican fans and Polish fans are probably stressing 10 times harder as we speak. And yeah, as it was unfolding, there was a lot of stuff that needed to happen for Mexico to qualify. And they were not that far from it. They were literally one goal away. Either yeah. they scored it or uh, Argentina or had Argentina. scored another goal. And Argentina was just on the doorstep every single step of the way, uh, just absolutely running over Poland. That game easily could have been 5-6-7-0. Yeah. That and ball Messi was misses, not going... Messi didn't convert his penalty kick. Messi didn't convert his penalty kick. I mean, th there was a lot of... And w eventually, I will talk about the XG in this tournament because it is absolutely insane. Mm -hmm. But... Um, made up. It is. It was. It was at least for us, because like I said, we we didn't have a dog in the fight here. But it was highly intense, even for us. It was highly entertaining watching this unfold in real time, and the fact that Mexico could have been eliminated simply because they got more yellow cards than yeah. another team is absolutely bonkers. And Poland, I think, was one. Maybe two, but I, I was under the impression that they were one yellow card away from tying Mexico. In which case, we would have went to a coin flip, um, or or uh, balls in the bowl. Yeah, I mean, it it just absolutely insane that uh, that would go. You know, thoughts on just watching was, that game. I was I was watching. watching I was watching with Mexican fans and. I was also watching with an Argentina fan that was living and dying on every moment of the Argentina game. So we had two TVs going at my nephew's house. One had the Mexico game on and then one had the Argentina game on. So I was sitting there just kind of like, uh, not twiddling my thumbs, but just like, you know, putting my fingers together, like, <laughs> this is fun. Um, and they were, you know, living and dying on every, every moment of, of the game. And, and I got to say like, Again, you admire the fight that Mexico showed, where I think they they really did. Fight. I, I mentioned in the last the the last prediction show, they're a wounded animal and they're they're getting backed into a corner, and that's how they fought. Um, you know, unfortunately for them, they you know they failed and they allowed a goal from Saudi Arabia, which I thought was um, a fantastic you know just exclamation point uh, on on their World Cup. You know, we knew they weren't going to really do anything. Um, <clears throat> I mentioned that after the the Rolls Royce game, after they they found out that they were all getting uh, new cars, I was like, well, you know, you probably should have waited until after the tournament to 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 tell them that because um, they they feel like, oh, we already got our prize. Um, you know, I know Bobby disagreed with me on that, but then it then it showed. Yeah. Then it showed. Um, I don't think it showed. I just think well, they didn't, they didn't win any games after that, so. Them. They're, so there's that. Well, yeah, because they're not as because they're, they're not. not the, they're better than Argentina in that game. 
Well, they you know this happens. And it doesn't I, I mean, like, it doesn't mean career standing that they're better they than could, Argentina. They could have gotten something the out of it they had they been motivated properly. Um, and not motivated in the way that, you know, uh, uh, Iran got Getting motivated. Getting into the round of 16 is pretty motivating for almost every single team. Okay. Um, but, you know, e- either way, I think uh, highly entertaining. Yeah, I made the mistake of uh, scheduling a conference call around that time. Uh, I messed, I messed up. I, I, so I was kind of watching. I had them on both of my monitors, but no sound, no nothing, and I had to be like focusing on other things. Bobby, Bobby, who woke up at two a.m. Arabia game. Two a.m. every day. Slept on this one. I know. I didn't sleep on it, <laughs> yeah. but you know. And and, I, and you guys knew I was really really excited for yeah. this one too. I was like really excited. I was I was uh, apprehensive that it was going to be a foul fest, but I was excited for it. Um, but yeah, but I did see the Mexico Saudi Arabia game this morning before Group H started. Was that today? No, G Group G started. G and H, G and H um, were, were going today. Both of them, yeah. But H was seven a.m. and then G, yeah, eleven. But yeah, so I did watch it, uh, and yeah, it was in, it was intense. And but like Saudi Arabia had nothing, nothing, nothing until that goal. Um, but they were just being bombarded, bombarded, bombarded. They just couldn't get shit. Um, yeah, but I mean, I I wish I wish I could have saw that live. Um, I, I, I completely understand how incredible that could have been. Uh, that was, um, but I feel like that was kind of a starting starter plate for Groupie, which we'll get to later. Um, yeah, for, for me, I was obviously, um, I know this is going to upset people here, but, uh, I being a, an American with absolutely no Mexican ties, I'm going to be a U.S. fan and I will be rooting against Mexico. It's your, our tribal, it's nothing racist. That's called sports. Um, and so what I had preferred, and again, apologies, what I had preferred happen was just Mexico not score a goal. Just have them draw 0-0 or have them lose 1-0. And I think that would have been satisfying for me, right? Um, it would have been like the ultimate, you know, we didn't score a goal in the tournament. We ended up last in the tournament. Actually, we, they wouldn't have ended up last because they did it. They, they would have still gotten a point. They got the, uh, a point in the first game. They still wouldn't finish last, but you know it, they, they would have finished at the bottom of the group, and I think it probably would have been a little bit more satisfying. The way it, everything went down, um, I, I think I had said in the last show, I, I had called Mexico winning this game. I said for everything that needs to happen, Mexico has always has, has it's always happened, whether it's because of them or not. Um, I think uh, four years ago was because uh, Korea sent them on through, if I recall correctly. Um, And so that's happened several times in their history. So I figured this is just a thing. It happens. It's almost destined for them to reach the round of 16 and then just flop there because it's kind of like, well, what's your what's your what's your prize for getting to the second round? Face France, not get to the fifth game. (laughs) You know, so it's not really you're not getting past that. Um, but the way everything went down, I'm like, wow, this is actually going to happen. Like they're going to score. So when Saudi Arabia, and when I was watching the other game, I go, okay, Poland has zero chance of scoring. Argentina's all over them as they should be. Um, but the way it went down, when Saudi Arabia scored, my jaw dropped. Um, and I saw the buildup and I, and I said it out loud. I said, they're going to score. Like they're not, like, look at their defense. Like, they're going to score if they hit that space. And sure enough, that's what happened. And my jaw dropped. Because at that moment, you knew that Mexico was eliminated. Now, normally, that would be, like, very satisfying that, you know, because it's the hope 
that gets you and you put them, you know, hey, they were already left for dead. Then all of a sudden they have life and then you just kill them. Like that should have been more satisfying. But it wasn't. It was more like, I can't believe I just saw this. Like, I can't believe that just happened. Like, no way that just happened. And um, yeah, my, my, my jaw dropped. I, I was, I, I just really, like I said, I had never seen that in my life. I had never seen a little, uh, Mexico eliminated in the, in the first round. So for me, it was a little bit more like, whoa, but, uh, but still it, it was, it was highly entertaining, but I agree. I mean, if, if you could not score a goal in the first two games, uh, win your last game and then complain as to why you didn't move on. Well, that doesn't make sense. Um, I'm also looking at you, Uruguay. Um, you know, it's, you kind of, you kind of blew it at some point. I told all my, uh, my coworkers, you know, who were really down on this team. I said, look, you guys are not a good team. I agree, but you have an extraordinarily easy group. All you have to do is score a goal. That's it. Score a goal against Poland. You're going to win that game. You're going to get rocked by Argentina. Take the L. Fine. Score a goal against Saudi Arabia. You're going to win the game. That would have, I mean, they scored. That would have happened. So they would have went on. And it would have been exactly the way, you know, it played out. But, um, but yeah, uh, as David said, um, you could probably blame the coach uh, quite a bit for this one. Um, you know, you could even go higher up. Um, and, but, you know, they're, they're going to have to take a good look at themselves and, and that program, see what, uh, which direction they're, they're going to head. Because I think, uh, you know, that, that, that generation that had won the, uh, the youth world cups and like all these players going through the system, it, it's gone now. So, um, it's going to be interesting to see how, uh, how Mexico recovers from this because, uh, th- those, as David pointed out, our favorite uh, television shows were on all day that day, and that was with the all the Spanish uh, all the Spanish sports shows just melting down. <laughs> and just watching it is always just entertaining. Um, it's it's so good. Yeah, it's, it's yeah. so good. It. Well, I'll give them one thing. I'll give them one thing. I, I'm giving. I think his name was Chavez. My third golazo of the it tournament. was Luis Chavez had that, that free, yes that free very, kick. Much, very much wow. very much. And he almost had another one on the other side with the other foot. Uh, yeah, he did. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I uh, I agree. I, I think that was uh, fourth for me, fourth colossal for me. Uh, but yeah, it, it was uh, also jaw dropping. Like, whoa! They didn't think he was gonna. And if he did hit it, I didn't think he was gonna hit it on that side. So uh, yeah, uh, hell of a goal. Um, talk a little bit about Argentina. Um, as we said, um, they, as Bobby said. Uh, they go on as group winners, which was predicted, but, um, yeah, they don't look as strong as, as I thought they would. They, they weren't dominating anyone, um, minus the, uh, Poland game. Um, I think they did pretty much, um, impose their will on Saudi Arabia. They got unlucky. I'm going to come back to this game and compare it to another game that we witnessed yesterday, um, because there's vast differences in the way I, I look at those games. Um, but, um, yeah, Argentina looks like they can be beatable, but if you sleep on them, that might be a mistake. Uh, I think if you're going in there and, okay, I'm going to try to, you know, be sloppy and try to get into this wounded animal. This is a very dangerous wounded animal either way. Um, I still think they're one of the favorites. 
Um, Brazil looks like they have some cracks. Um, we'll get to Brazil in a little bit. Uh, but but uh, are they even trying though? They are. Uh, they are. Brazil. We'll, Anyways, we'll, we'll get, get to them. them. Uh, but uh, either way, uh, it turned out to be, uh, especially in the last match, it turned out to be a very um, entertaining uh, group. So uh, congratulations to Argentina and Poland. Poland, by the way, coming out of the groups for the first time since 1986. So uh, it's been a while since Poland got out uh, into the round of, or at least out of the group stages into the round of 16. All right, let's go into Group D. So this is one of the first, at least personally for me, one of the first surprises. Uh, France wins Group D, uh, nothing unexpected there. Australia, however, gets out of the group. David, I think you said this. Um, I think you said you had Australia coming out. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So every so often, like uh, you know, a broken clock is right two two times out of the day. Uh, so David's homer pick actually goes through. Australia um, upsets both uh, Denmark and Tunisia. Um, they are the runner up, and they get the honor of playing Argentina in the next round. Um, this for me was a very dull boring group um france l- lost their final game against Tunisia 1-0 they raced they rested their star players so um i don't think that's much of an upset per se it's going to go down as one but um and i still think like a a, a uh, the team that was fielded in Fr- uh, for france is still better than what tanisha has to offer um so won't really take any too much away from tanisha it's pretty much Kind of a consolation since they were eliminated anyway. But uh, I think right now, for me, France is probably the one that has the least amount of cracks in their in their team. Because if they're all playing in there, they look damn good. And of course they should, because they are not only the defending champions, they were a very young team when they won it. They're not old. They're pretty much in their prime right now. Uh, so it's very possible that this team uh, goes back to back. It, it is a very, very strong French team that we are witnessing here. Um, guys, thoughts on Group D? Yeah, I agree with you that France may be the least uh, heavyweight with the least amount of cracks. Um, but dude, this this group was a, a cakewalk for them. Yeah, it was. A, it, Tunisia was pretty poor. Denmark was pretty poor, and and then giving Australia just a little bit more credit than them isn't giving too much um, when it comes to again the cakewalk that France uh, was had in this group. So we'll see. Um, I again, if I put them against like right now in my head, if I put them against Argentina, I would say France. You know right. what I mean? Um, but yeah, that's that's kind of where I stand with them. But yeah, they, they. I think you know they're gonna moving on to the group of sixteen. I forget who they're playing next. I didn't. I forgot already. France but will. T- it's, they're def- France gets Poland. That's a, oh. that's a very easy. Yeah. Poland. Oh well, that's then, an easy yeah, win. They're definitely yes. gonna. This, yeah, this is just just this is just putting a, just putting a few more steps higher on your treadmill, like for them. That's really it. Yeah. So yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, not much to say here. I think uh, obviously France, as as you guys said, they had a cakewalk. Um, and then it was interesting that, you know, sort of Tunisia, Denmark and Australia kind of beat each other up and Australia managed to outlast and, and squeak through, um, you know, credit to them. I don't think that they're going to be, um, going very much further than, than the the round of 16, but, uh, you know, an an achievement nonetheless for Australia. 
for me, uh, I, I thought it was weird when people were talking about dark horses. I said to myself, and I think I said it in the first show, I said, you know what? I don't see any dark horse. Usually you see one that's, hey, they're playing very well. If they continue playing their game and with a little bit of luck, yeah, you can kind of see them going pretty far and quite possibly doing something special, right? This year, for whatever reason, I personally felt that there was no really, there's no real dark horse. In that sense that, you know, they're a good team. I just don't see them beating the teams that are favored to win. I don't care if they're playing at their best. It, it just, I, I, dis- I, I, I disagree, I, Lewis. I disagree. I know, yeah, there, right. there is a dark horse. Uh, yeah, we'll, we'll get to that. Um, I had said in the first show, if I had to pick one, it would probably be the Netherlands. Um, you know, because I know they're not one of the favorites, but... You know they're capable. You know they're the the best team to never win one. And the problem is, is that once I saw them play, I said, "Yeah, they're not going to become dark horse. <laughs> like they're not a dark horse. They're not going to get. You know, at most, they're probably going to get to the quarterfinals. Maybe not even that. So I kind of said, "Yeah, like there's nothing really else." The one that everyone kind of agreed with was probably the strongest dark horse was Denmark. And boy, did they crash out of this World Cup. <laughs> they showed absolutely nothing in this tournament whatsoever. I was They, they finished dead last in their group, only managing the, the draw against uh, Tunisia. And, you know, I, I know a lot of people would be disappointed. I personally did think that they would get out of the group only because it was a very weak group. You had Australia and Tunisia. They probably shouldn't give you that much trouble. And for what it's worth, they really didn't. They just... And this is the thing with Australia, is that they're not good. They're lucky. Right? Um, If you look at the way they play, it almost seems like... And no disrespect to them, obviously, you know, getting out of the round of 16, into the round of 16 is is an accomplishment and, and good for them. But I honestly feel like their strategy, um, I think, David, this is why you said you had a soft spot for them, is that they remind you a lot of the United States. They punch above their weight. They're not supposed to be winning this game. They're not supposed to be, you know, going toe-to-toe, but they'll get a result. Scrappy, but they'll get a result, and it reminds you of the United States. So I understand that. But since it's not my team, I'm not a fan of that. I never was a fan of that. So for me, Australia was more like, I'm going to close my eyes and I'm going to take a really big swing and I hope it lands and I hope it knocks him out and I hope he doesn't get up. That's exactly what happens. That's, that's their style. I'm going to just swing. I punch, I get one, nothing. Oh my God. And that's it. Very lucky, extraordinarily lucky to get these victories. Um, the way they played wasn't impressive. Their stats aren't impressive. Um, it was, uh, and I know none of that matters. They're going on through, but it's 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 one of those. Uh, again, I think this is one of the surprises for me that they moved on. But what they had going for them was that they had an extremely weak group. Um, so that's pretty much you know it for me. And I and and you know final thought was you know uh, good on Tunisia for uh, for being France. I'm sure that was really uh, special for them, even though it's you know in a losing effort. Um, but uh, yeah, overall, this was probably this is probably like the le- uh, it wasn't as pre- 
predictable, obviously, because Australia went on. But for me, this is probably the most boring. And I had said that in the beginning. I, this looks like the most, the less entertaining, uh, least interesting of the groups. And for me, that's kind of how it played out. So, um, so yeah. Let's go ahead and move on. We're going to go on to Group E. Oh, boy. What was supposed to be an extraordinarily easy and predictable group in which two powerhouse nations were facing a minnow and another team that wasn't necessarily a minnow, but still shouldn't be any match for you. For three glorious minutes, the world just turned upside down. Japan wins the group, which is a surprise in itself. Spain is the runner-up. Eliminated for the second year in a row, or second uh, tournament in a row, Germany, gone in the group stages. The first time in their history ever was in 2018, and now they've done it back-to-back. So ever since they won the World Cup, they have yet to get out of the groups. And Costa Rica uh, finishes in last place. Now, that was predicted, but boy, oh boy, did they make it entertaining. Guys, talk to me about Groupie. Um, no, definitely. This was fun. Go ahead. No, I was going to say, like, this was this is one where I said before the tournament, Japan always makes it a tough go. And they eventually peter out and, and lose out due to um, talent. And they didn't this time. They took it to every opponent, even Costa Rica, even though they lost that game. Um, they still took it to Costa Rica. I mean, they they lost. They they just couldn't get the ball in the back of the net for that one. Uh, and they got hit with a, you know, with the Costa Rica uh, surprise goal. But I love the fight that Costa Rica put up against um, Germany. I thought that the the I thought that Spain was sleepwalking through through Japan the Japan game, and I think they underestimated. Japan, despite having um, them having beat Germany. So I think this was just Japan proving all the doubters. Um, I love the way that this group shaped out. I would have loved it even more if Costa Rica had gone through instead of Spain. Uh, but I think that would have just been a little bit too unfair um, of the soccer gods there. Yeah, I mean, that morning I was just calling for upsets. I was right away. I'm like, let's have upsets. And man, um, I mean, in general, these games were pretty, the majority of them were pretty fun when they were playing against each other. Um, Japan, they had, they, they were entertaining from the get go. Uh, and I think David is a little bit right about Spain kind of sleeping on them in this last, uh, his last game. But the last week, this last week for them, that the, the, the the last games that that go parallel with each other was just the most exciting games I've ever seen. It was it was a really roller coaster ride. Lewis said it. Costa Rica had three minutes there where they were bringing down Spain and Germany in one fell swoop. Now, unfortunately, there was a shit ton of time in the game left, <laughs> and uh, Germany was able to 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 tamper that down. But man, J- the Japan game, the most amazing non out of bounds ball <laughs> assist pass back into the box ever um 
That was incredible. I'm, I'm still reeling about it. I, David sent a picture, uh, a picture where it was saying how many millimeters it was. Um, that was insane. And just, just, just everything, just everything about that day, just everybody going in and up and down in the rankings. And it, it felt like just some crazy stock market kind of fucking watch well, day. 1.88 millimeters, Bobby. that is yeah uh, like like the next millisecond it would have been over just man it's um wow so i uh in the first show i did say uh on japan i said i don't know which game they're gonna do it on but they're gonna get a result against either germany or spain i didn't think they were gonna do it on both (laughs) <laughs> I thought they were going to do one. I thought they would make the group interesting. Um, and, you know, maybe they would get out because of that first upset or, you know, wh- whether they get the draw or the victory. Um, I didn't think they would win the group. I didn't think they would be both powerhouses. I didn't think after doing that, they would lose to Costa Rica <laughs> uh, because, you know, fuck logic and reasoning. Um, Japan played good game or at least a good second half against Germany and basically hung around long enough to beat Spain um, in what was an extraordinarily entertaining uh, final 45 minutes of Group E. Um, Costa Rica, I think Bobby had said, oh, you know, Costa Rica still has a chance. And I kind of laughed. I'm like, yeah, that's not not happening. (laughs) Like, I'm sorry. Like, you know, Japan winning this game is possible, but Costa Rica doing it is just, you're asking too much right there. And lo and behold, Costa Rica scores one. And mm-hmm. I started laughing. I was like, no way that just happened. I'm like, okay, well, you know, like at that point, I mean, Germany was already all over them. They're not finishing their chances. So now they're probably going to go up another level uh, because the draw obviously doesn't help them. And right on top of each other, Costa Rica just does it again. Um and unfortunately, that's when Germany decided to wake up and score goals. But, man, for those three minutes, uh, it, I mean, th- oh, there was man. this my, huge... My, my, my World Cup wishes were getting were, 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 were being met yeah. right there for a minute. I was like, oh, my God. Oh, I'm my like, God. There is no way. <laughs> there is absolutely no way that this is happening. Like, this is a joke, right? Like, this is like, I'm still sleeping and this is like a dream. Because this is impossible. This is literally impossible. Like, you don't do this. And for those three minutes, like, no joke. And, and I think I had, uh, I sent one of the memes. Um, uh, I think it was SpongeBob watching um, uh, both games. You know, he, he's kind of yeah, like cross eyed. And then whatever, Bobby yeah. said, like, that's me, but with like a big smile on my face. And that was me for Dude, this, I yeah. was giddy the yeah. whole time. Yeah, like, <laughs> giddy the whole time. Yeah, that doesn't, like, I was just like, Seriously in shock, my mouth again was like on the ground, but I was also smiling, and I'm like, "What? What am I watching? What I was, is this?" I was texting everybody in all caps: <laughs> "Chaos, chaos!" Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, like there's no way there's chaos happening in groupie. Oh my god! Like I was absolutely, um, I was losing my mind. I was absolutely losing my mind here. And uh, what's funny was that we even said, like, well, we were watching what was unfolding the day before uh, in Group C when it came with Poland and Mexico. We're like, yeah, you're not going to be able to top that. And Group E, uh, for a good while, 
did exactly yeah, that. Yeah, hold my non-alcoholic beer. <laughs> yes. <laughs> hold my- I mean, I felt like the whole 45, of course, when Costa Rica got it, that felt yeah. even more. But that, you know, whole 45 was just going up and down. And it, your, your Spain is up. No, Costa yeah. Rica. No, Japan. No. It's like, holy yeah, shit. Yeah, there's a, there's a graphic that um, – there was a graphic that that oh, showed. I uh, that. No, I, I sent it to you guys. It was a graphic that showed the uh, like not minute by yeah, minute, the minute but breakdown. like the, the minute the, breakdown, like the, the the what do you call it? The like the the, the major the, the, moments, the live, the major the, like, changes. Yeah, the changes in standings as somebody scored a goal and how the standings were just moving up and down throughout that game. It was uh, it was like a crazy graphic uh, to be sure. And you know, if you obviously were watching it. Uh, it, it made it even crazier just watching it in real time. Like, you know, you see that you see the standings that Japan and Costa Rica are about to advance, and you know, Spain and Germany are out. It's just it doesn't make sense, especially after watching the first game in that group in which Spain absolutely destroyed Costa Rica, and just it was just bonkers. Um, just didn't make any sense whatsoever. I still can't believe what I was watching, but I'm sure as hell glad I did. Um, so let me go ahead and, and, and say something about the, the Japan and Spain game because the stats on this, is the, it's just absolutely bonkers. So in the first game, Spain versus Costa Rica, we were um, talking about how it was t- total domination from start to finish by Spain. Uh, won the game 7-0 they had 82% possession and this is like a round off and I'll, I'll, I'll tell you why that's important um, 82% possession to Costa Rica's 18% Costa Rica did not manage a single shot in the entire game Spain was just toying with them um, and let's just be honest they probably could have scored a couple more <laughs> um, absolute domination fast forward to the Japan and Spain game and the stats are, as far as possession-wise, identical. 82, once again, 82% possession from Japan. I mean, sorry, from Spain against Japan. So they had the ball as much as they did against Costa Rica. In fact, if you went down to, when you start going into the tenths, 82 point whatever, they actually control the ball more in this game than they did against Costa Rica. This is the difference. Where Costa Rica did not get a shot off at all. Like I said, complete domination. Zero, zero, zero expected goals. Japan, on the other hand, with only 18%, and it was actually closer to 17.7. I think the the stat was, this is the lowest anybody has ever had the uh, possession of the ball and won. In the history of the World Cup, since they started like keeping records, here's the difference, and this is where I'm going to bring up the Argentina Saudi Arabia game, and as far as who deserves a win and who was lucky, with only 18 percent possession, which is nothing, Japan had a higher expected goal than Spain did. Japan deserved to win that game. Japan outplayed Spain. And it's remarkable because Spain decided, I'm not going to shoot. I'm just going to pass and pass and pass and pass. And by the way, credit to Japan. Because 
you got to figure the defense played a very strong part in that. You did not allow Spain to shoot the ball. They took 12 shots. Seven of them were outside the box. I'm sorry, eight of them were outside the box. Low percent of shots. They weren't getting anything off. Spain had an expected goal of 1.04 with 82% possession compared to Japan's 1.45. They did more with the ball when they had it than what Spain did when they had it. I'm saying that Japan deserves to win that game. Stats will show that. Argentina versus Saudi Arabia, different story. Argentina had an expected goal of 2.3. They created the chances. They just couldn't score. Saudi Arabia had an expected goal in that game of 0 0.09. 0.09. Same thing as Australia. I'm going to close my eyes. I'm going to shoot. And I hope something happens. And that's what happened. They had two shots in the game. They scored both of them. That's lucky. That's not good. That's lucky. And Bobby, you made a comment you uh, earlier that, hey, you know, I didn't see anything for Saudi Arabia against Mexico. I'll tell you right now, they had more shots against Mexico. Their expected goals were higher than Mexico. They had more of the ball against Mexico than they did Argentina. There is no way that you can say that Saudi Arabia's I didn't. I didn't say Saudi Arabia wasn't 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 playing defensively against Argentina. I said that was a great tactic for them, and I thought they outplayed them in that sense. I, I think they, like I said, I think they got lucky. I know they frustrated the, the Argentines, and, and, you're, and then putting putting that against Japan and Spain. I mean, that's totally two different types of games it is. for sure. And and Japan is also a way better team than Saudi Arabia. Also, also well. true. Um, I'm not going to argue that point. That's 100 percent true. Also, in both Argentina and Spain, I think. Uh, I think Spain was kind of was was kind of sleepwalking more than Argentina in in, in general. Um, I, and then again, f first game compared to the last game of the group stage is completely different as well. So can't really put these comparisons together. I mean, I I, I agree that obviously one team is better than the other. I just the, what my point is where one I feel Stakes is deserved, well. where one I feel is deserved because the stats back it up, despite. Absolute domination in possession, which doesn't mean anything, especially for you. Especially sure, for you, you, Bobby. But you do know that. But you do know that sometimes stats don't tell you the story of the actual no, no, gameplay. No. I watched that game, and it was. And I definitely. I watched the game too. Vividly remember, there was a hard, like, like very, very aggressive uh, uh, work at that. It wasn't just them being. They were very, very dominated by Mexico. It was completely different. Maybe the stats show that they were taking more shots and stuff, but if you watch the game I side did. by side, it's it's a completely I mean, different I, thing. I did. I knew Mexico was going to dominate that game, and yeah, they, they, they ended up doing that, especially in the second half when the floodgates kind of opened. Um, but, and I did watch, you know, like I said, I watched both games. It's just, like I said, my point is, is that I feel that Saudi Arabia was not better than Argentina. I thought they were lucky. And Japan was not lucky against Spain. They 100% deserved that victory. They earned it. They had a great tactic. They, they executed it to the T. And the little that they had the ball, they did more with it. They did more with it than their opponent. And that speaks to both them and the defense. Because they're a because they're, they're a better team. Um, so the surprise, obviously, Japan winning the group. Not just getting out of it. They won the group uh so congratulations uh to japan there um 
they avoid uh, who do they play? I think they avoid. Actually, it doesn't matter. I think it's it's a winnable game either way. You you're you're either going to play uh, Croatia or Morocco. So I think either way, the game is definitely winnable for Japan. Uh, it would be the first time that they would get past the round of sixteen in their history. Um, back to the drawing board for Germany and uh, Costa Rica. Uh, though they. Ended up in last place, as expected. They gave us a show, and their golden generation is uh, officially gone, as I would assume that this, this is the last time that you would see a lot of their players uh, in a World Cup. There, there's no way that they would come back in 2026. Let's hope. You don't think you don't think that Brian Ruiz and and Killer Navas and uh, and who's it, who's who's the other forward uh, that um, they have. I want to say I, I keep saying Joel Campbell, but he's really, no, really old. No, no, no. Um, <laughs> yeah, Juan Chope? Uh, no, Juan Chope, yeah, Juan Chope, uh, or uh, Ernan Medford. Uh, no, Joel Campbell was in there, wasn't he? Was Joel Campbell in this game? I mean, in this in this team? Maybe that's the game I'm thinking about. Yes. Anyway, maybe uh, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, I, I, you know, with the World Cup being here in in close to home, I think for all the Concacaf teams, they're gonna get a, a little bit of that boost. I think. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, they, Guatemala. Uh, Guatemala is gonna be the Japan of the next World Cup. <laughs> uh, if there's ever a time to do right, it, El Salvador, Bobby. Do it now. Uh, I love my two countries, but I, I don't want to see that happening. Anytime. Well, El Salvador has a has a much better shot at doing it than Guatemala does. They do have a better shot than yeah. Guatemala, but I'm, but like putting them up to Japan standards right now, no, I can't. Like I, Guatemala and El Salvador can't even have that endurance for ninety minutes at all. <laughs> all right, guys. So uh, unfortunately, we've got to move on from Group E as much as that hurts. Let's go ahead and go into Group. <sighs> that F. was so fun. That was the last was. one. That was the last fun group, to be honest with you. Yeah, I want to go back to that. Oh, yeah, honestly, totally. yes, and like relive totally. the whole thing. I think I told I told Lewis. I text Lu- Ali, both of you guys. I was like, when it ended, I was like, I'm not ready yeah. for this. I'm like, my adrenaline is so <laughs> yep. high. Like I can't. Like now I got to get back Hon- to regular. Like honestly, stuff. Yeah. like honestly, yeah. I want to go back <laughs> to that date and watch it like with Japan fans. With with. Oh yeah! Oh yeah! Oh, I, no, yeah. I, t- I I was messaging my friend Ritano from Japan. She was super happy that she woke up at three or four in the morning to watch it. She's like, "I'm going to be talking about this all day." <laughs> well, why wouldn't you? Um, yeah. To get to to, to kind of like move on from that, it's kind of like, uh, how do you top that? But we'll see. Yeah, all it's, right. It's a, it's like going from Tito Puente to uh, Principal Skinner. <laughs> Great analogy. Group F. Um, winners in Group F, Morocco. We all had that on our bingo card, right? Morocco, runners-up, Croatia. Morocco and Croatia will move on to the round of 16, um, eliminated in the groups, uh, Belgium and Canada. So Belgium, I believe, uh, if I recall correctly, um, are the only seed that was eliminated. I believe. Um, I think everybody else got out, if I recall correctly. So Belgium's... Uh, oh, yeah, that doesn't count. Um, <laughs> Belgium 
I mean, they were in, they were in pot A, so it does count they, because they I were mean, a seed, they were technically a seeded team. Okay, fair enough. If you're gonna if you're gonna harp on XG, you also have to to okay to, to go on this. That's fair. That's fair. Man, Canada Canada has almost the same record as Qatar except for one goal. So yeah, yeah. So, so Bobby Damn. Bobby beat me the, to it. Canada. This got me upside um, down. This I had this group upside down. I had Belgium, Canada, uh, Croatia, and Morocco. Yeah. Uh, um. I I had Belgium and Croatia going on, um, so I was off there. Um, I didn't think Canada would be that poor, to be honest. Um, they ended up officially as the 31st, and I, I will say that they are probably just as bad as Qatar because that goal that, that, that propelled them wow. <laughs> over to, to, to get over that, you know, Qatar, it was an own goal. So you're kind of there with Qatar, dude. Oh, that's true. You're right that's there with true. Qatar. And and here, here's the thing with Canada. I, I'm going to say my piece here because in the very first show, I uh, I had said, you're not playing the minnows of CONCACAF anymore. You're going to get your fucking ass kicked at this World Cup. And then they go on to have the game of their life against Belgium, a game that they should have won. Um, had they finished their chances, should have won that game and figured that, okay, you're probably going to move on to the round of 16 and just kind of surprised me. Then they score, I believe they scored very early against Croatia and that was the last that we ever saw of Canada. That was it. And I'll tell you right, and, and I'll explain this. I, I was actually happy. I'm happy that they're dead last. I'm happy that they're in 32nd place. Not for their players. I feel bad for their players. I was happy that they were there. I I, told us I, I wanted to root for them. Um, but man, the fans rubbed me the wrong way. Here is a team that has very little to no soccer history. You're making your, only your second appearance at the World Cup. And these fans are acting... Let's just be honest. They're acting like LAFC fans, right? I own the world. We're on top. We invented soccer. We're the kings of Congo. There is as no... much as I hate to say it. As much as I hate to say it, LAFC fans have more license to act like that they, than they, Canada. They, they, they do it now. They do now. They didn't before. They do now. But there was no humility in the uh, in Canada's fans. I mean, none whatsoever. They were. I understand banter. I get that. But listen, but, but listen. I they, think, they, like I, I said, they, they have they have a chip in their on their shoulder. They have they have fans that, or they have a, a, a federation that did not really take the the program seriously until you know relatively um, you know a few years ago. Uh, the the MLS system, I feel, has improved their their end product and their players. Um, and they didn't. It couldn't even make the hex in the last few cycles. So the fact that they came out, they won the, they won the, the, uh, or they topped the Concacaf uh, qualifying. That's, I mean, you know, they, they should crow about that. And, and and you know that Mexico fans are insufferable. You know that U.S. men's national team fans are gonna be insufferable. 
Wait, I mean, we are, obviously, we are. No, it's no, all, are. it's all like we, that. Yes. It's all like yes, that. Yes. So I understand you, that, but you let it, them, I get it. You, I get that they fell flat on their faces and not only from the fan perspective, but also from the, the coaching and the, and all that, the, what he said about Croatia was just, that was just stupid. That was, dumb. but, but that's part of the process. You know, that's I, part of their, their thing. And they have a young team. I think that they're, they're going to show better in the next cycle. I mean, like I said, I hope that if anything, this taught, I, I, I guess the players and the coaches as well, because as you said, that the comments about Croatia, it's fine that you say them, but you keep that behind closed doors. You keep that in the locker room. You don't let that go public. If you have that confidence, I mean, I love that he said, you belong here. You belong here. Don't forget that. We're going to go into the next game and remember that you are not outmatched. And that's, that's fine. That's perfect. And if you want to say next game, we're going to go in and fuck Croatia. That's also fine. Keep it behind closed doors. You don't say it out to the public. You don't let the, you don't let Croatia hear something like that. You keep that confidence to yourself. That was a mistake that they did. That was probably played in to the arrogance uh, and the inexperience of, you know, the coach there. Um, I don't think you need to give anybody extra motivation at a world cup, especially the current runner up of the tournament. Um, but that's exactly what they did. Um, and so I hope that what happened here, because obviously they're going to be in 2026, but what happened here, they learn a little humility. They learn like, oh, so this is kind of tough, huh? <laughs> you know, like this is not a, as, as uh, easy as we thought it was going to be. And like I said, I understand banter. I just think they believed it. You know, it's one thing I'm going to talk shit. I don't really believe it, but I just got to like save face. I think they really believed it. I think they really like poured it on to the point where like, Dude, I just don't see, and maybe I'm wrong on this. I don't see a team like, say, Guatemala qualifying and then just talking crap as if like they just own the fucking world. They're happy to be there. Like, dude, like, give, no, give me but my moment. Like they have a chip on their shoulder. They have a chip on their shoulder. They feel like they're not getting respect. Um, you know, they just, they, they flew a little too close to the sun. That's, that's all it was. I suppose that that, that that could be true. Um, anyways, the point is is that I'm I'm happy that they they crashed out. Sorry, guys. I um, yeah, I did take joy in then watching that. Um, but all right, let's go ahead and talk about the rest of the group. Um, Morocco wins the group. Wow, yep. wow. Um, another team that I felt was maybe a little more lucky than they were good. Um, I think Morocco, of all the teams that advanced, had the, uh, the 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 most spread XG out, but in the opposite direction. They created less XG in each one of their games, yet they won their group. Um, it is a, uh, well, as our fellow Colossal Committee uh, brother would say, así es el fútbol. It's, it's a very, very cruel and unfair game. Um but, you know, congratulations to Morocco. I think this is the first time that they ever... Um, I think this is the first game that they won since 94, I think. I think that was a stat. And I think this is the first time that they're getting out of the groups as well. So, um, yeah, I mean, that, that's kind of a, a big thing for them. And Croatia, uh, at least momentarily, uh, still uh, trying to get back into the final um, as they uh, are unable to beat Belgium. And a little lucky that they didn't lose to Belgium um, if uh, Kevin Cabral, I mean, if uh, Lukaku wasn't on their team, uh, they probably would have lost. <laughs> and we would have seen Belgium uh, go on. Um, 
thoughts and comments about well, Group F? Well, you said pretty much everything, uh, and you said a lot of what I was going to say about Morocco. I mean, I mean, everybody knows the term, the Group of Death, right? Um, I really think this was the Group of Help. Uh, Canada <laughs> fell flat. Uh, Belgium fell flat. Croatia took a while to get get on their, their 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 on the right track, and once they were, you know, they were they were they were in control. But yeah, no, this is the group of help for me. And that last game between Croatia versus Belgium, I mean, if there was a song for it, it would be called "Everything But the Goal." <laughs> and I miss you. <laughs> Because my name is Lukaku. <laughs> I mean, that was an incredible game, but it just, I honestly kept texting you guys like, dude, I, th- I have this like feeling that the soccer gods are just like, no yeah. goals yeah. in this one. We are saving them well, for the next the soccer, game. The soccer god, uh, Kevin De Bruyne. <laughs> I don't know why I sound like a ghost as a god. <laughs> <laughs> the soccer god, Kevin, Kevin De Bruyne was like. You know, I, we, we talked about it last time. He was like, nah, we're, we're, this ain't it. This, this team ain't it. Um, it's not going to do anything. And, and, you know, they were right. They crash out. I, and honestly, like, Morocco did what they needed to do. They, I feel like they gamed the, the group a little bit. They knew where they were going to get their, their, you know, their points, and, and they got them. And it helps that Canada, like, really just didn't show and, and messed up. Uh, yeah, I mean, the thing with Morocco, I, I picked them to be last in the group. I had Canada in third, um, you know, uh, Belgium and Croatia uh, battling it out. Whoever win, would win that game uh, would be group winners. Belgium, pretty much the first two games, very un-Belgium-like, you know, uh, didn't play anything at all that what, what I would have expected them. Um, I think in 2018, even 2014, I said, you know, they have a chance. They have a chance of winning this whole thing. Uh, not so much this year. And um, obviously, you know, being out of the group stage just kind of proves that their goal, they're, they're the, the last of the golden generation is, is gone. Um, they're going to have to rebuild. Um, I, I'm not really sure if there's any like new blood, uh, like very like hot talent coming out of that pipeline. Um, but, uh, yeah, a very disappointing world cup for, for Belgium and Croatia. Uh, as I said, Croatia is since they came onto the scene in, was it 98? I believe it was, they were, they've been, they're a dark horse. I think they're a dark horse, like in every, in every sense of the way in 98, when they came on, it was officially their first world cup. They're, you know, obviously uh, part of the, uh, the, the, the countries that broke up, um, for, that was uh, formerly Yugoslavia. And they came into the scene in 1998 officially as their, uh, as Croatia for the first time. And I think they made the quarters if not, no, they made the semis, uh, I, I believe in, in that tournament. Um, and that caught everybody by surprise, you know, and, and here you are in 2018 again, didn't really expect them to make to the final. But there they were. Obviously, they were outclassed and outmatched by a superior France team. But, you know, they made a game out of it. Um, and I don't take anything away from them. So, you know, I, I'm glad to see, especially with Luka Modric, the ageless Luka Modric continuing his his international career, still making a difference, um, moving on. Um, that's always uh, good to see. This is the last time we'll see him in a World Cup, presumably. Um, so... 
uh, yeah, Croatia is, uh, again, I don't think they're going to get to the final again. Um, but, you know, when I think of Dark Horse, I think this is like the quintessential Dark Horse here uh, in Croatia. So uh, they continue their run. So, again, we just good on them. Happy to see them go on. Let's move on to Group G. Winners of Group G, Brazil, no no surprise there. And runner-up, uh, Switzerland. Uh, I don't think there's a surprise there. I think I picked the, these two as well to get out of the group. Um, we saw earlier today, Switzerland uh, uh, punches their ticket through with a 3-2 victory over Serbia. Brazil hasn't looked the same since Neymar went out in that first game. In that first game, they looked unbeatable. They looked like they were dancing around, that they would dance around their opponents. Uh, and then Neymar, we find out, is hurt. We said they probably won't skip a beat. They have so much talent on there. Mm, not so much. They've been struggling offensively. Uh, needed a golazo to score the 1-0 victory over Switzerland and lost for the first time in the groups in 17 games at a World Cup. So I have, it might be 94, 98, the last time they lost in the groups. That's a long time. Um, and the first time that they ever lost to an African team. So Cameroon becomes the first African team to beat Brazil in a World Cup. Unfortunately, it was in a losing it was in a losing effort all around because they ended up getting eliminated, um, which sucks. I would have loved to see Cameroon go on. They have yet to come out of the groups since their inaugural World Cup back in 1990. Guys, thoughts and comments about Group G. Oh man, okay. I I mean up uh, up. Uh, uh, Contrary to popular uh, opinion, I think, I mean, I agree with you, Lewis, that Brazil has gone down, uh, but they're just not gone down. They're freaking boring. Um, they make games so boring. It's horrible to me. Like, I, I get mad at them about it. Like, I, like, I, like, I, like, I actively want Brazil to get to, to be eliminated right now because they make games so boring for me. Uh, this last game against Cameroon, you know, I want to give Cameroon all the credit, you know, to, to you know, getting that their win. But <clears throat> Brazil was rotating a lot. They weren't. I, I really don't believe they're really trying much. They knew they were going through. They they didn't have to exhaust themselves. They didn't really have to put themselves on the line. And um, it just didn't. They just didn't seem like a, a, a team that really even wanted to show off. Um, to be to be honest, uh, Cameroon, man, I mean. They give, they make that goal, and I know Lewis says uh, to me like I was I was like why'd you take off your shirt? You still had time, and Lewis is like let him have his moment. But man, you still had time, and who knows uh, what could have happened if Cameroon wasn't down a man uh, for the rest of that game. So, jeez, man, I mean they could have they could have gone through. Um, the Switzerland and Serbia game was a really good back and forth. Unfortunately, I kind of don't. Ha I have like no vibe from them so like when i watch them it's kind of bland for me um i know shakiri's in there i like him uh so i mean he's 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 been kind of really rocking it for switzerland so uh i think he's gonna be moving on pretty good but brazil man i mean the in the in the round of 16 neymar has to come back because something has to be more freaking entertaining than what i've been watching <laughs> Yeah, because that first game was very entertaining. We were saying like, "Oh man, the yeah. the the Hugo Bonito is uh, is back." You know, the the old Brazilian team is back. They're playing with this team. Um, it, it looks great. It looks beautiful. Um, then you lose Neymar, and all of a sudden you go back to 
Well, yeah, you know, he, the, he the, took the bonito with him. Yeah. Um, yeah, and, and and we even said we even see it said in the last one that uh, Brazil usually starts slow, and they got off to a flying start in that first game, and then they were back, and then the second game they're back to being slow. I remember even Bobby was disagreeing with with the fact that you know they they kind of were slow in terms of the the excitement and the the you know them being Brazil, but I think this game kind of proved it. They they really slowed down. They they need Neymar to be. To bring that that Brazilianness back to this team. Well, again, like I, I, well, again, I think this game they were just sitting still. I don't think they. Yeah, were they didn't need. They didn't really need to exert themselves in yeah, in this. They're they're saving. They, they're saving their. They just their, let uh, it be boring, just to let it be boring. You know, just like eh, we just need to be here on the field, like, get the time go. Let's let the they're, time. They're saving out. themselves for South Korea. Definitely, <laughs> <laughs> they better shit. We'll be talking about them soon. Um. Yeah, so you know, obviously, Brazil losing in the groups is a big deal. Losing Cameroon is kind of a big deal. I think overall they're gonna be fine. They they, they got Korea in the next round. I, I I I'll talk about Korea in a little bit. Um, but you know, this is again uh, the, the I, I put a poll up. I sent to you guys just a little earlier uh, about the greatest rivalry in the group in the group match, and uh, in there I had put the expected goals versus the actual result um because um the, the the expected goals for a lot of these teams have been great but finishing has been so off for these teams that includes brazil in this game um two and a half 2.5 that, that, that's a lot <laughs> they created a hell of a lot of chances they put up a hell of a lot of shots 21 21 shots to be exact and they couldn't score a goal Right. Um, everything else is dominant, with the exception of the goal. Um, didn't finish your chance. Cameroon took advantage of it. Um, if Switzerland scores another one, I believe Switzerland uh, would have topped the group. So you know, it, it was ultimately Germany's downfall uh, that they couldn't finish their chances. It, it was uh, Argentina's downfall, at least in the. In the first game, uh, Canada's downfall in the first game. Um, I think for me, that was kind of like the theme here in, in the group stages. Finish your chances. If you're getting your chances, you need to finish them because you are literally at the highest level. You're at the, the pinnacle of your sports. You cannot make a mistake like that in this tournament. Um, it's going to cost you. And yeah, uh, it, it, it was fatal for a lot of teams. So um, it hasn't been fatal yet for Brazil, but you know they, they had a lot of ex- in that first game before they finally decided to, to, to get one in. Um, couldn't break one here. Luckily, it did not hurt them. It didn't cost them the group. It didn't cost them the elimination. But it will in the future as, you know, you don't score in the next rounds, you're probably going home. Um, Switzerland is... Switzerland is vanilla, isn't it? Neutral. Yeah, that's kind of how I feel with the Switzerland and Serbia yeah. thing. Like, I, like today, like even even though it was kind of a goal fest, I was like, well, no, know. but it got heated at the end. Yeah, there. it did get heated at the end. I didn't, I didn't, <sighs> just, I didn't. There was literally it. a just, fight. I just didn't feel it. Yeah. yeah, well, yeah, that's true. It, there was like a whole long, long ass yeah. fight, actually. Yeah, like fight again and then a fight and then again a fight. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know, I, but again, I didn't feel. I don't feel anything. For yeah. That. No, no. But, I mean, yeah. and I agree. That's why I'm saying this is this is vanilla right here because it's. Well, again, Switzerland, so you're completely neutral. But that's the way I feel about them. I don't hate them, but I don't love them. 
and I kind of prefer not to watch their games because there's nothing special about them. And if they win, great. And if they lose, okay. You know, and that's just, you know, yeah, I'll only hate them when we're going up right, against of course. them. But you know, that's that's been but that's been the Swiss but that's been the Swiss identity as long as I've watched uh, Switzerland play is that they're not spectacular. They're just out there. They're playing the game. They play it tough, but they're very vanilla. But you know what? You know what goes? You know what goes with everything? Vanilla. Yeah. No, it's true. I mean, this is also the team that. that, that shocked the world in 2010 when they when they beat Spain in that in that first game in their group, um, and so you know Switzerland has you know not a great history, but they've got like some history you know in the World Cup uh, in international comp- competition. You know they 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 turn ahead, but the moment you no longer have to like keep staring at them, you won't. Um, it's just you know. It's just it's very bland. Um, and here we are again uh, with Switzerland. They, they, they will be facing off against, uh, I believe it's Portugal. Um, and it's a game that I'm like, yeah, you're probably gonna make it tough. And again, if you win, great. And if you lose, okay. Like it's just so neutral. Like I, I think like the only time that I would probably be like, whoa, wait a minute, is if Switzerland were to make like the semis. Then you really would get attention. You're like, wait, when did this happen? You know, like, what's going on here? Wait, should, for, I be, should I be paying attention to this team? Like, what's going on? For um, for me, for me, I think Portugal is also been very bland in this World Cup. Yeah. Okay. So we'll we'll, we'll go ahead and move on to Group H, mm-hmm. unless we have other uh, thoughts and comments of Group nope. G. Okay. We spent way too much time on Switzerland. In my we opinion. did. Very, yeah, go to, go to very H. fair. Group H, winners of Group H is, uh, are, sorry, Portugal. Uh, the runner-up is South Korea. Wow. Wow. Fantastic. I have, Fantastic. I, I have, I have uh, South Korea in dead last in this group, albeit uh, in a group that would, was very contested. Uh, I thought that that, uh, I had mentioned in the first episode, I do not want to miss a single game in this group. I think it's going to be, every game is going to be tight. I think every game is going to be competitive. Um, And even if uh, a team goes, you know, all draws or all losses, no one's going to get blown out. No one's going to be out of this competition. That's kind of what ended up happening. I just didn't think South Korea would be the one that come out of it. Um, but they score a very late uh, goal against Portugal. Uh, fantastic goal, too. Yeah, Such very, a very, goal. very nice goal. Uh, no golazo. Very nice goal to to to, uh, to put them ahead, and then of course they'd have to play the waiting game uh, in the other game while you know um, Uruguay uh, saw that their uh, round of sixteen hopes were dashed when South Korea scores, um, and they needed another goal. Uh, in order to uh, uh, to advance, so not as um, I think the drama was there. It just didn't last as long as you did for, say, uh, you know, Mexico and Poland, and it wasn't as intense as obviously uh, Group E was. But you know, I'm sure for uh, the Koreans, those final seven minutes felt like an eternity. Um, Ghana. Uh, eliminated, unfortunately. Uh, I would have loved to see them go. I would have liked to see Uruguay go through as well, but Ghana at the bottom of the group. Um, three points. Uh, Uruguay 
goes down with uh, in third, um, needing one more goal to score because I think South Korea had two more goals scored than they did. Thoughts and comments about this group? Uh, so, uh, you know, let me let me jump in real quick. Sorry about me. Um, I do not rate Portugal at all. Um, I, I see Portugal as Cristiano Ronaldo plus 10. And I think that this Portugal team is kind of sneaky. They, they've snuck up on us. Like I said, they're not very exciting. Um, but they've also been most of their, their better play has been when Cristiano Ronaldo is off the field. Uh, we, they did have that, that very exciting um, near meltdown against Ghana. But, um, you know, they've quietly just sort of done their jobs and and gotten the points. Um, I was very surprised to find out that my youngest son, Andrew, was really rooting hard for South Korea. He was very excited when he saw that that they went up uh, in their game um, before before they went to school this morning. And um, and honestly, like, I think um, I think that's probably the right call. I think that they're a they're they're a fun team to watch. Um, that you know, again, they have some talented players, but they they work uh, they work well together as a unit. Uh, it's you know their their fans are phenomenal, of course. Um, so I'm I'm glad that they did get through. Um, Ghana, I I still have that twinge of of dislike for Ghana because of uh, their history with the United States, obviously. But uh, I forget about Uruguay. I forget, I was. In the back of my head, I go, oh, I'm, I'm rooting for Uruguay. I want Uruguay to go through. But then as I watch them play and I watch them kind of melt down in that Ghana game, I go, oh, yeah, I don't like Uruguay. I do not like the identity of this team. They play a little dirty. They they have a they complain to the ref a lot. And they have Luis Suarez, one of the most hated guys in soccer. And I forgot about what a just what a bad guy he is. Future Galaxy player Luis Suarez. Um, okay. of, of course, of course, yeah. And, I'm, and, and I was telling, um, I was telling somebody, I was like, of course, that means that the Galaxy is going to sign him, and I'm going to have to root for him. Yeah, uh, you know, much <laughs> like I did for Chicharito. But right. you know, if they don't get if they don't get him in the uh, in the winter transfer window, he ain't coming. Um, it ain't happening. But, but yeah, certainly. <laughs> but but certainly. Um, yeah, I forgot. I forgot how much I I dislike Uruguay uh, and. Uh, and, and it centers mostly around Luis Suarez, but I also felt like as much as I like players like Diego Forlan, obviously I like uh, Martin uh, Cáceres, but just overall as a team, I don't, I don't like Uruguay. Okay. A lot of things that David said, I agree with, and I disagree with it's back and forth. It's like a seesaw. Um, look at the honestly, what I agree also with Lewis is that this Korea kind of uh, qualification getting in getting into it getting into the next round of 16 maybe wasn't the most exciting um as the other games that we've seen but i think it was the most um out of even though those other ones were kind of out of left field i think those were the most out of left field because i feel like it was the slightest and weirdest and everything had to be in the perfect place of margins for them to get to to, to get through um and it happened 
Uh, I, I Portugal, uh, you know what? I, I disagree that they're better um, when Ronaldo's not on the field, mainly because they get scored on when Ronaldo's not on the field. Um, usually when they start resting their 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 bigger players within this this group stage is when they would get they scored on. Um, I Like I said in the last podcast, uh, the last episode, I do think they are a better team than I was expecting them to be, just in general. Um, but they did really benefit from a lot of like breakdowns in, in in a lot of teams in this group stage. Korea did, you know, what they did and that was a, an incredible goal as well. Um Uruguay, ugh, I agree with David that I dislike Suarez so much too. Um but I don't dislike the team. Um I like the team. They do play a little dirty to be honest, but I I do like how rough they play. Uh but Suarez is the one I just don't like. Uh and I really wanted them to go through. They're kind of one of my favorites. Uh is kind of I was kind of bummed as well for them to not go through, but I mean, again, I, I kind of get happier when when ha- upsets happen. Of course, because we're not on the losing end of that. Um, so, like to me, I'm just I'm I'm always down with what it, however the coin flips and whatever. So Ghana as well. Like I thought they were going to do a lot better against Uruguay. I really did. Um, they messed up again on a penalty kick. Um, yeah, it's just it's just sad. I kind of feel sad for Ghana because I because I always I, I don't I don't think I have a I don't think I hold uh, as much a, a not hate but like you know like a, a, that that rivalry as David does when it comes to that USA game. But um, I like it's it, it's kind of sad. like they're the most extreme fan teams on the field where they're just super high 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 and happy, and then they're this so, like extremely low that it's just i can't handle it i'm like oh no you know um but this 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 group stage was 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 very surprising to me uh that korea got through but here we go uh korea's who, who they got brazil next Woo, i don't know uh so I brazil know. faces yeah i mean go, i'm sorry go on go on no i was gonna say but brazil playing the way they are just kind of like stuck in second gear in Korea. If they're in that state, I don't think they will be. I don't think they will be. I think I don't think they will be either. I think Neymar's back and it's just, I don't know if he's going to be back for this game, to be honest with you. They said, I don't know. Yeah. They they said that he's missing the group and that he'll be back in the round of 16. And I think you saw him training, uh, trying to get back into it. So I, I know that he's going to do everything he can to make sure super good spirits. Yeah. So, so I think he will be back, whether he's a hundred percent, um, that may be a different story, but I think just him being there is obviously, you know, he's the, he's the general. So, um, I think that's a, a morale boost for the team and just having him on there and maybe just his presence. It's going to obviously draw, uh, Korea's attention. Um, that should open up for, um, room for, um, everybody else. And Neymar, even at 70% still has enough skill, uh, to be very effective. Um, against um, a team like, say, South Korea, so um, I think he'll be he'll be in there. I think he'll be fine. I think he's very motivated to get in there. So, um, yeah, uh, well, the office. I mean, I mean, they've done they've 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 done really well shutting out teams so far. I mean, yes, Cameroon got quite a few, and, and good for them. But you know, I, I they could still do that against a Korea. Yeah, I mean, with just with with no right. Effort, I mean, it's you know, it's possible. Um, obviously, as I said, I think like the, the the teams that had already wrapped up their um their their ticket to the round of sixteen that was France, Brazil, and Portugal. They all lost, 
So, you know, I, I think they kind of understood like, yeah, I don't think we're going to go ahead and risk injury here. I don't think we're going to just go all out and try to, you know, needlessly get another three points. Many teams were doing yeah, this. So, Many of the top teams were doing that in this last uh, So, yeah. I mean, so, so again, you can kind of take um, – you can kind of take that for what you will. That you know, like I said, France rested their players. Brazil had da- a thirty-nine-year-old Danny Alves in there, so it's like you know they figured that they were going to beat Cameroon. <laughs> and again, for what it's worth, they should have beat Cameroon. They they created enough chances. They just didn't finish them. Um, so I think Brazil will be fine. Um, I, I think they're going to turn it up another notch. It is Brazil. They are one of the favorites, um, and this is probably just better. That's all I'm saying. They just better. (laughs) (laughs) All right, guys. So we're going to go ahead and double back because we did skip the group. Remember, we're going to go back to group B where the United States um, does advance out of their group. They go in as the runner up. England wins the group. Um, Iran and Wales eliminated. USA. USA. The United States uh, making it out of the group for their third consecutive World Cup. Doesn't seem like it, but yep, they are out of the groups for the third time in a row. Uh, so they've been here before. Um, finished runner-ups to England. The United States allow uh, no goals from the run of play in the first three games. The only goal that they allowed was a penalty kick in the first game. The expected goals for the other team have been pretty low, especially in the first half. Um, so the United States, I'm assuming that when you're talking about dark horse, David, you're talking about the United States, right? Well, I am talking about the United States. So a lot of people are now, the United States now has the world's attention for the most part. They kind of turned some heads in the way they were playing, which was not necessarily the most proactive approach it's been more defensively it's been more of a well-organized team a team that plays together um they statistically have been very good that being said the united states also have this split between the praise and criticism of greg berhalter does he deserve praise? Does he deserve for criticism? Well, I think it's a little bit of both. I think you could do both in, in these instances. Um, the United States will play the Netherlands. And I think before the tournament started, when the groups were drawn and you know time passed, and as we were leading up to the tournament, I think there was a feeling deep down among every U.S. fan for the most part that uh, if you were to get out of the groups, regardless of who comes out in Group A, it's a winnable game, right? You avoided Argentina. You avoided Brazil. You avoided France. You avoided Spain in the next round. Presumably, if you were going to go runner-up, you would have to play one of the... Presumably, if they won their groups, you would play one of the one of the seeded teams. So you avoided I mean, all the heavy I, favorites. I, um, I would have much rather played Morocco or... Uh, well, obviously, yes. But based on the draw... <laughs> Based on the draw that they had, and you've had a, you had to face somebody from Group A, you looked at that group and you're saying, "I can beat a random in there." I'm not saying it's going to be easy. I'm not going to say it's an automatic win, but you go in there and you're like, "We have a chance." Right? Whereas, I if, whereas if the, I actually think the toughest team Senegal. in terms of matchup with the USA would have been Ecuador. Uh, no, I actually think that would have been a good 
good 50-50 match. I think Senegal probably would have been the same as Ghana, depending on which Ghana. And, I, and, I, and I'm leaning toward the 2010 side where any team could have won that game. Ghana just scored last. That was it, you know. Um, it would have been a tough game, and I kind of feel the same about the Netherlands. I think it's basically, you know what? It's going to be a good back and forth. I think it's going to be um, the, the Netherlands respect the Americans. They're going in there cautiously, and that might kind of affect their game a little bit. And the United States, they're playing with house money right now. You could tell they're loose. They're relaxed. They're, I'm sure they're still focused, but they're not like in that zone where like, I can't break concentration. I have to get out of the group, right? Like they're walking on eggshells. Right now, I think they're playing with house money. I think they're like, man, whatever happens here, it's all gravy, man. Like, you know, we're cool. I half agree with that. Like I said, you've been here three times in a row. You're not going to be, you don't want to become the team that is looking for that fifth game. Right, you want to get to that fifth game, and you have a good shot at getting to that fifth game. So, We've been I think to the it's gonna game. be. They have been, and so at the expense Mexico, of the team that didn't hasn't gone to the fifth yeah. game. Well, Mexico has gone to the fifth game. They just haven't gone in it, you know, in all these times that they've qualified um, since '78, except for one time. Uh, that was '86. So, I I do feel that it's winnable, but you know, I I. Also, wouldn't be I guess depending on how it goes down. Uh, I wouldn't be disappointed getting eliminated here. I think, um, you know, after not qualifying for 2018, um, you, you know, and rebuilding the program again, um, you gotta take those those baby steps. But um, there's a whole debate about Berhalter. Um, what are thoughts and comments do you have, Bobby? Let's hear from you. I haven't heard from you. <clears throat> yeah, I don't know. Um, I kind of disagree with you on the whole baby steps thing. I, you know, I, I, I do get that there has been, you know, a massive change and since since we didn't qualify and it's been taking time and everything and blah 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 blah. But I do expect that them to, you know, I, I, I still, as much as I respect and I, I have been enjoying this team and I've been seeing them grow and I do, I do like the way they play and I do like their relationships with one another. And like you were saying, they do seem quite relaxed and just ready to go. You know, they don't really have much, um, they don't really have, it, it seems like they're a team that doesn't really have too much of the weight of on their shoulders of past United States history kind of stuff, even though of course they need to, 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 uh, make up for, you know, much I, of what the team was having been able to none, do. None, none of those, none of those players were part of that, that group, you know, only no, Pulisic, know. So they don't have only Pulisic and he was a kid. Like, you know, he was just there yeah. as, as like the, the, the wild card. Now this is, I feel like this yeah. is his team. Well, this is his team and this is Tyler Adams yeah. team. And this is, uh, Wesley McKinney's team. Yeah. But I feel that, but that's, but I also, that's why I feel that they have this kind of more of a loose state of play, you know? Um, and I hope that works out. But, you know, I did expect a little bit better from them, from this group. I mean, against Iran and Wales and England. And I don't, and I don't, I know a lot of people see England as some, some um, high, high and mighty team, but I, I just, I don't, I didn't see them as, as, as impressive at all in this group stage. Uh, they were quite bland. Um, and I, you know, I, I just felt in this group stage, the United States could have done slightly better. So I wasn't really as impressed. I didn't like that we had to, we, we, we were fighting in the last game in order to get in there. 
um, into the group stage, you know, I, I, I would have, of course, I would have loved to, you know, be, you know, secure that we were going to go into the group stages and not have to have a must win. But having say all, said all that, I, you know, of course, I'm, I'm looking forward them to, to upping the ante against Nether- Netherlands. And I think this is going to be a good game for it. I don't I unfortunately feel that Netherlands isn't the team that the, the, the Netherlands team that I remember, how strong they were, you know, with Robin and and all of those other high high profile names. Um, they're they're kind of again like us, a younger team. Um, this one's going to be a good back and forth. And I think we, this this is a perfect round of 16 game for us because we definitely have the opportunity here to come out with the win. And I would personally be upset if we did, if we were eliminated in this game. Um, I don't believe that we should be in so much of baby steps. I mean, let's, 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 let's go a little bit more than that. Um, where I will agree with you there is, um, the criticism of Greg Berhalter here. Um, I, I, I never shied away from it. Obviously, we haven't really been talking about him because we don't talk about the United States on the podcast anymore. Um, but the, the times that we did do it leading up to the World Cup uh, in the because first show, lost so much right. passion. <laughs> um, but obviously, I've said it on uh, social media. I said it to you guys. You know, I don't, I don't trust this guy. Um, I don't trust Greg Berhalter. Um, I don't think he. I don't think he was the right man for the job. Um, and you know, it, th- there were there are a couple. Th- Things that I will say that, and I will give him credit for. And let me start with their, that first. They'll start with the good things. The, the the thing that I think a lot of people are overlooking with Greg Berhalter, and this is where I'm going to give him 100% credit, and I'm going to praise him for this to no end. And a lot of people don't talk about this, but it's very much overlooked. This is, in fact, a team. Um, he has these players all on the same page. They're all on the same page. And not only that, they believe in the coach. They believe in the system. They, maybe, at, maybe at, player, at least one player that's right. not on the same page. Well, one player is not on the same page. We'll get to that because that's part of the criticism and, the, and you know, that, that comes with Greg Berhalter right now. Um, but the players respond to him. Um, and, you know, David, you had mentioned that someone had said, you know, is Greg Berhalter... Should he win the game against the Netherlands? Is he in the conversation for one of the best U.S. coaches in history? He won the Gold Cup. He won the Nations League. He, you know, he qualified for a World Cup qualifying. He got out of the groups. He's going to go, you know, he got into the quarterfinals. You know, you have all this stuff. And I said, well, you struggled in qualifying. The Gold Cup that you won were literally playing against minnows with one nil victories at home. But that's, but that's every Gold Cup. That's the region that we're in. You can't I, do I, anything about that. I understand that. I understand that. But you didn't look good doing it. You did it. And but like, is that is that, take that away. The performance? Is that due to the performance of the team? Um, of the players on the field in, a in that bit. point? Yeah. Uh, I think I think where the where I, I think you can have two conversations. Yes, you can consider him. Uh, Berhalter, somebody who achieved as much as what we would consider the best uh, coach in U.S. men's national team history in Bruce Arena. But what do we remember about Bruce Arena and Bruce Arena's style of play? 1-0 wins. Yeah, but he also had less talent than what Berhalter has. I sure, promise sure. you. But, I, but I, and, and that's, that's, where I was, that's what my next thing is going to be is 
I think that where where Burhalter is um, is kind of succeeding is finding and uh, giving that talent an opportunity to to really like bleed out a lot of those 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 uh those things when 2026 comes around i mean these will be mature players these will be i mean they're already leaders within this team but even more so and i think that being able to bring in people the players that are that are there to 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 serve the purpose these guys are are a phenomenal foundation to bring in you have cameron carter vickers uh you have tyler adams Eunice Musa, who's only 20 years old. He just Christian, turned 20. He yes, just he turned just 20. at the World Cup. At the World um, Cup, yes. Christian, Christian Pulisic, um, you know, Josh Sargent, uh, guys that didn't make the, the squad like like Ricardo Pepe. I mean, these are all young guys, young, young, young guys who, who will fully form into in their prime players at the right time. And I think being able to have those guys, you know, Dest, Musa, um, Adams and McKinney, it's a, it's a it's an exciting time. So bringing it it's back, definitely the new generation. Yeah, bring, I, bringing it back to the to the game and my thought on the game. I think that this is a very winnable game. We've said it before. I don't think the Netherlands has per, have performed well. I don't think the United States has performed well either. But I think that if they're going to click, this is the game that they're going to click. And if they click and they can find, you know, a way to get where on the score sheet more, if they can find a way to get other players involved in the scoring. Cause I think way, way and Pulisic are the only two goals that we've scored yes, in, in this world cup. Uh, we need, we need people to start scoring. I, I think, um, for me, I think I, this I, might be the game to do it. And I think that if they can beat the Netherlands with Argentina being very seesaw right now, I think, man, there, there's a path to the semifinal, you guys. I mean, uh, yeah, and I, I hope, I hope if Argentina does, so, yeah. so, geez, so I'll make my pick. I'll make my pick now, and I'll shut up. Yes, yes. The United States is going through. Okay. Um, yeah, USA for me. Don't take more than thirty more minutes, Lewis, you, on USA. Come on. Uh, so for me, uh, I think that's the criticism with Greg Berhalter in that I think that he has. The players, he just doesn't know how to use them. I think he has them playing together. I, I think they're fine defensively. They're great with the unit, but offensively, they've just been absolutely stagnant. They and one of the criticism is obviously Gio Reyna is not on the field, and why has he been on the field? This doesn't really make sense in a game where you need offense. His inability to adjust, his inability to make subs, and when he does make them, they're head scratchers. They are. It, weird timing. It doesn't make sense. When you look at the first half of each of these games, they've been near perfect. Second half, completely different. Absolutely different. They chase the game. They're tired. And Greg Berhalter even said, like, first half of the game, we showed, you know, how to, you know, you show the world that we can play this game. We show what we're capable of doing. The second half, we show that they're determined. That's great. That's a great combination to have. But you shouldn't have left it to, to determination alone in the second half against Iran. You had control of that game and you decided to give it up because of your subs and because of your lack of, you know, a, you're, you're not able to adjust. And that's really bad for a coach. And the fact that, you know, you're not having as much offense with the players that you have, it's like getting yourself like a race car. Like, yeah, you have a license, but you're not driving it properly. 
And that's what Greg Berhalter is. Sure, you can coach to a certain degree, but you are not using the tools at your disposal, which previous coaches would have loved to have. And you're not using it properly. I think Greg Berhalter, at the end of this tournament, regardless of what happens, I think he took us as far as his capabilities can take us. And another coach has to pretty much say, you know what, this crop of players, this talent, this, I don't even think it's a golden generation. I think it's a new era because there's a lot of new kids coming up this pipeline that can just go ahead and take that, you know, rate uh, to to take the next step. A lot of kids that you haven't heard of are playing in Europe. They're, you know, and they're being successful right now. This is not a golden generation. I think this is a new era. You need a coach that is going to bring in these kids and maximize this era right now that we're in because Yeah, but if, that's you know, but that's not for today. Today we're talking about what's going to happen in less than 12 hours. I'm going to say the United States. I'm going to say the United States. Okay, here. cool. Now let's move on. Uh, let's go ahead and look at the at the other game. It's uh, the same bracket or these, uh, the same groups. Um, Senegal versus England. Now, aside from the United States and Netherlands, this is probably going to be the best game of the round of sixteen. Predictions? Mm, best game? I don't know. Who else? Again, I feel. Who like, else? I feel like too many. Hold on, let me just finish this. I feel like too many people are giving England too much credit. Um, Senegal, I think, has done really good. Uh, so I, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna go off on this too much of a tangent. Right. But uh, I'm gonna go with uh, Senegal in this game. But if you, if you're asking me who else is what is going to be the best game of the week, I think it's going to be Japan and Croatia. I I agree that Senegal and England is going to be maybe the most fun game. I don't know if it's the most competitive game. I think the most competitive game might be Japan, like Bobby said, Japan and Croatia. Um, but I, man, I can see anything happening here. I think maybe England squeaked by, but I really want Senegal. <laughs> but I'm, I'm going to go England. I'm going to go England. I think Senegal, like I said, I think this is going to be the most fun game. I think this can go either way. I I want to root. I mean, I'm rooting for Senegal. I'm not going to lie. Sorry, Galaxy History. Um, but I'm rooting for Senegal here. Ult- oh, I didn't even think about yeah. that. Ultimately, I think England wins this game. Ironically, they're going to win via penalty kicks. That's just me. They beat Colombia, so they've kind of got that's that cruel. Curse. That's cruel. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. They, they beat Colombian penalties in 2018. They got that. They got that monkey off their uh, off their back. So, um, I, I have England winning there. All right. Uh, next round of 16 game. Argentina will take on Australia. Uh, David, I guess your your boys for the World Cup. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, Australia, USA next, and then I won't know who to who to pick at that point. Uh, no, man. Oh. I mean, Australia. <laughs> Australia really has to, to. I mean, Argentina really has to, to screw up to to lose this game. I think this is an easy path to meet the Americans uh, in uh, in the quarterfinal. Yeah, for me, it's it has to be Argentina. I, I really do think this game they are going to up their level of play. They're they're going to kind of come out of their little bit of slumber. Um, I just don't see Australia doing anything here. So this is totally Argentina all the way. Yeah, I have Argentina win this game. I don't see them uh, struggling too much. Um, finish your chances. They're going to be able to create. Obviously, Australia is not going to open up. They're going to be compact. So when you get your chance, finish it. Um, once again, close my eyes. I shoot. I hope it lands in the back of the net. That's going to be Australia. 
I don't think lightning strikes uh, here in the round of 16. Argentina is going to win. France versus Poland. France. I, 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 I just, I just don't see that. I just don't see Poland play, uh, having enough, enough quality for the full 90 minutes to beat France. I think France can just pull in a few goals and just go about their day. I think that Poland is outmatched. Um, France has an answer for every position um, that Poland has, even with Lewandowski. I think um, <clears throat> France's center back can handle can handle that, and uh, you know they they have to be able to get service to him. And I don't think that midfield is going to uh, match up to what France can give and control. And then on the other end, they have uh, a guy like Oliver Giroud who. Um, as dreamy looking as he is, he can put the ball in the back of the net and he will. And then you've got the wild card of uh, Charles Barkley's boy, Mbappe. Um, (laughs) He's going to, he's going to run circles around Poland. It's, this is France all the way. Yeah. uh, Poland's absolutely outmatched. They were outmatched in in their group, which was the weakest of the, of the group. Somehow they got out. Um, I think this is probably one of the weaker, I th- you know you know what I'm gonna say I think it probably is the weakest of the uh, teams in the round of 16. Um, France is just a mile, actually a country mile ahead of them. Uh, this is France all the way. Um, Spain versus Morocco. That, that that's what Morocco gets for uh, for winning their group <laughs> for qualifying for winning their group they get to play Spain. I mean to be for showing off. Yeah, to be for trying to be all the, the best. Yeah, to be to be fair, everyone believed it was going to be Germany or Spain. So regardless of where Morocco ended up, they would have had to play one of the traditional powerhouses. But yeah, they got unlucky in that. Well, you had a chance to maybe play Japan and make it a little bit more even. But Spain and Morocco, who do you guys got? Yeah, Spain. I, I mean, I hope Morocco brings it. I mean, I, I mean, I hope everything other than us is an upset. But you know, uh, Spain on this one. Yeah, if if uh, even if Spain sleepwalks through this game, I think they're going to be able to get past Morocco. I don't think they're going to sleepwalk through it. Um, it you know, obviously, I'm always rooting for chaos when it comes to teams that don't involve the United States. And I mean, you know, Hey, even, even in, in, uh, in our game, chaos would be the United States winning, uh, a, a big matchup against, uh, uh, Netherlands and then beating Argentina. So, um, yeah, I, I think Spain is going to walk through this one. Uh, as I said, Morocco, uh, statistically, uh, an anomaly, uh, along with a lot of, of other things happening in, in this world cup. Um, Morocco's not getting much, chances created but when they do they score the goals um i I don't see that happening i mean it it could happen with spain just because um you know what happened with japan for example um but i think spain despite how they ended up in their group um how you saw the group play out with them I still think Spain is a pretty strong team. I still think that, you know, if they're playing the way that they continue to play, that they can easily make semifinals or the finals, depending on, I don't exactly know what the road is now because Spain ended up in in, in second and now in first. But um, uh, I don't have the brackets in front of me right now. Um, but I, I, I'll be playing Portugal if Portugal. Beats oh, there it is. So Portugal. Spain will, will, will get into the semis. Um, so I, I think Spain, Beats Morocco here. I think uh, Morocco's magical run ends. Uh, Spain 
will dominate possession again. It's a matter of, again, finish your chances, but I have Spain. Um, and then the most uh, competitive game, according to you guys. And yeah, okay, I, I can kind of see how this game is also even. Japan, Croatia, this is, a, this is kind of a tough one. Who do you guys got? This one's a very tough one for me, actually, because it's two very different kinds of styles that can actually penetrate each other. Giggity. Um, um, you know, I'm honestly just going to pick a favorite here, not who I think is going to win. It's just my favorite, Japan. Yeah, I, I'm I'm fully rooting for Japan. I think the, the emotional high of, of getting in and, and winning the group and uh, going up against a aging Croatia side or the ageless uh, Luka Modric, but still, you know, regardless, that there's there's still age there. Um, Father Time is undefeated. I think that Japan is going to outwork Croatia. I think they're going to squeak through and uh, and get a win, make the quarterfinals. Saying outwork Croatia is kind of crazy too, because they like outwork almost yeah, everybody yeah. else. Yeah, but they haven't faced Japan. <laughs> Yeah, this is this is such a tough matchup. I don't want to see Luka Modric go. Um, I don't want to see Japan go either. Um, th- this is not the most intriguing, but yeah, I think you're right. You're probably the most competitive one. It, it's really hard to pick a winner here. Um, this I this is going into penalties, guys. This is gonna go. I'm I'm seeing a one one or two two here. Oh my god! Oh my god! I forgot that now we're doing. Overtime and penalties. Yeah. Holy hell. Yeah. The yeah, drama is going to ratchet up. Yeah. Half the teams are gone. <laughs> Half the teams are gone, so they're ratcheting up the drama yep. two times. There's going to be yeah. oh, God. Gonna be injured. There's going to be a lot of shit going on. I'm going to call Japan first time of the quarters. I'm going to call Japan here. Um, all right, guys. And the final two games, we have Portugal versus Switzerland. Who do you guys got? Uh, this one, you know, look at uh, unless unless Ronaldo gets, you know, like takes control of this game, and I'm pretty sure he he will be in the full 90 this time instead of uh, group stages of him coming out. Um, I think this may be Portland, but Switzerland, you know, I mean, they've been coming in really rough and tough, so I think they they're they're a good challenge. But I'm going with Por- uh, Portugal. Did I say Portland? You did say Portland. <laughs> <laughs> you did indeed. Yeah, they're gonna be cutting that log. <laughs> Portugal scores. Uh, yeah, I think that, uh, like I like I was saying earlier, that I think Portugal has quietly and very um, more. I don't know. It, how do you say like boringly? Uh, <laughs> has been you know getting their points. I think that uh, this might be the the snoozer of the 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 matchup of the the round of sixteen. But I think Portugal will get through. Oh, I don't think so. I don't think it's maybe it's neither. Yeah, two teams that we both oh, are kind of like meh about yeah. in the groups. No, I, the snoozer is the next one for me. Uh, I think the you know the funny thing is I can see Switzerland winning this game. I really can. I, um, Switzerland lost Brazil one nil. Um, kept Brazil pretty pretty quiet. Again, no Neymar. But it's still a feat that you kept Brazil quiet. It took a while also to do it. They held Brazil to a 1.04 expected goals. That's pretty remarkable. Um, they make things difficult uh, for teams. And I think that they can do that to Portugal. Guys, I'm calling an upset here. I'm, I'm taking Switzerland for the win. I'm taking Vanilla. 
It could happen. It can happen. And finally, guys, Brazil versus South Korea. A lot of people are saying that South Korea is probably the biggest surprise to come out of their groups. I can see why they're saying that because the other three teams seem to be more liable to get out of this group, and it'll be South Korea and going up against tournament favorites Brazil. This looks like David versus Goliath, but this World Cup it says fuck your Goliath, guys. What happens in this game? I was like me, me. I don't. You know, I mean, if you've already been through this this show already, you know how I feel about Brazil. I don't know if they're going to come in and be an entertaining team for me. So I definitely think they're going to win. Um, I just feel like this may be boring. Yes, I agree with you there. I think they're definitely going to win. But I also see this being a relatively boring game. This might be 1-0 and then um, Brazil goes through. Uh and, and South Korea is just going to do everything they can to try and, and score. I'm, I'm not ready to, to to let go of Sun and his mask. But um, yeah. that, that's definitely what's, what's funny is uh, is Andrew, when he was watching the game this morning, he was like, does he ever take off the mask? <laughs> well, that's the thing. That's a, that's the thing. He's kind of become kind of a hero for a lot of kids because of the mask. Because yeah. they see him. And he looks like a superhero. He looks like he looks like Robin or like or or something yeah. like that. Yeah. No, it looks um, Nightwing. Um, um, Nightwing. No. Green Lantern. Um, green. There you go. Oh, yeah. No. Uh, what's yeah, it Green called? Lantern. Yeah. yeah. That too. No, Bruce Lee. No, Bruce Lee. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There, no, there. you're talking about Green Hornet. Uh, Kato. Kato from Green, green Hornet. Hornet. Yeah, Kato. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Thank you. Jesus. That took forever <laughs> for me to. I didn't even get there. You got it for me. <laughs> uh, but for sure, I think Brazil's going through here. Yeah. Um, as much as South Korea. Uh, had a game against Portugal. I, I don't think they, they, they can do it against Brazil. I think Brazil is just going to dance all over them. Again, finish your chances. They're definitely going to create. They're definitely going to get their spots. I don't think South Korea can do too much. So um, finish your chances. Brazil should be fine with or without Neymar, to be honest. Um, it's Brazil for me. All right, guys. Neymar better be there. Yeah. Um, that I feel like I feel like I didn't pay this much for it, and I was like, oh, I didn't pay nothing, right? <laughs> and yet you've been entertained. Uh, yeah. So, all right, guys. Again, it was long. We apologize, but it is the World Cup. We do love talking about it. Uh, thank you for uh, for listening, and it was a long one. We're all, we are less than twelve hours away as of time of this recording from the United States Netherlands game. So we're uh, you know we're going to get hyped while we're sleeping. Uh, so uh, again, th- thank you for joining us. We'll be back after the round of 16 games, uh, to, you know, either be celebrating or, or whatnot. Um, but we'll be back, uh, to call the quarterfinals and, uh, to recap the round of 16. Um, this is David and Bobby signing off. USA! Let's go USA. And we'll see you guys next time. Go USA. Bye. Later guys.